Hello and welcome to episode 21 of Fathom with Nathan. My intention for this podcast is to help the body of Christ grow in an ever-increasing revelation of Christ and an ever-increasing relationship with Him. I want to do something different today, and this is going to be um, a podcast focused on some self-disclosure, some things that you may never heard before. Uh, it's uh, part of my experience, uh, part of a, a list of painful things that I've been through. And my goal is not to just talk about all the negative, but to use that um, those things that have happened and to also bring some encouragement uh, for you at the end. So um, there may be some triggers in here for people that have been through uh, divorce or have experienced anything related to uh, uh, children and uh, struggle with access to your children. So there's a little uh, disclaimer there. But uh, I want to go back. Um, I lived in, uh, well, I'm going to go a lot further back. Um, uh, after high school, I felt like I was supposed to go to Christ for the Nations Institute, and that's in Dallas, Texas. It's a two-and-a-half-year ministry training school. I went there and um, got a certificate in practical a diploma in practical theology, and then I transferred and went to Southwestern Assemblies of God University in Waxahachie, Texas, uh, just about 35 minutes south of there. That entire time, I was um, uh, connected to an area of town called Deep Ellum. That's D E E P. Elm, E-L-L-U-M, and there's some unique history surrounding that um, name, but it was a really um, interesting part of town, downtown in Dallas, and it was filled with all kinds of bars and clubs and arts, you know, it was basically like an arts district, it was jazz, you know, all that kind of stuff down there, tattoo places, and I was going down there and ministering. Well, I did that for years, uh, off and on for, uh, while I was at Christ for the Nations and to Southwestern. Right after graduating, I came on staff at a church down there at the time. It was originally called Resurrection Center. It ended up changing its name later to, um, to Life in Deep Ellum. And, uh, but I was on staff there for a few years, and I was leading a Bible study, and I and, uh, ended up meeting uh, someone there that was in my Bible study. And uh, later we started dating, and later we got married. And, uh, and then after that came a baby, and uh, I was still on staff at that point. Well, um, I felt like my time was closing there, and I had a job loss, and uh, my wife had a job loss, and we had to move in with family up in Ohio. And uh, so we transitioned from Dallas, Texas to Ohio and lived in a two-bedroom, uh, small two-bedroom condo. And my parents were graciously uh, willing to receive us there. I knew that my income in the Dallas area, uh, uh, I wasn't going to be able to find a job based on the, the budget that we had. And we were a two-income household at that time. So I, I knew that for uh, this situation being an emergency situation that I really needed to just have a place to land for a brief time. So I was in Ohio and I found a job there, worked, and I was really praying. I was fasting and praying to get out of there and doors opened up for me and my wife and my um, daughter, who was not yet, yet two, to move to Florida. And uh, so I ended up working with a church. You know, when I first came down here, I started a master's degree, I started working on all those things. Well, um, right now it's been, you know, I've been in Florida for, I think it's, um, 10 years this June, this past June in 2021. And uh, um, so, you know, I was married for almost 11 years and um, some uh, situations started happening out of my control where I didn't really understand what was going on. There's a lot that I still don't understand about what happened. But um, after a while, um, my wife just would not communicate with me. 
Um, uh, and there's reasons for that that I still don't understand. Um, we had attempted some counseling and then she wanted to stop having me attend that counseling. I tried to fly to Colorado to attend a marriage conference and that marriage conference kind of fell apart. That didn't happen. And after we got back, it just seemed like things kept getting worse and worse and darker and darker. And, and one night she told me, she goes, if things don't change, uh, this is going to end in divorce. And, and, uh, and I'm thinking, what in the heck? Like, I don't, I don't even understand what is the cause for all of this. I don't even understand. And, and there wasn't any information being given to me as to what needed to change or by when or what the reasonings were. And so that transitioned into her not being willing to communicate with me at all, um, not even letting me finish a sentence, basically, when I tried to communicate. And so, you know, I'm not wanting this to just be a he said, she said, but, you know, I was reaching out to all kinds of pastors for help. I was reaching out to different family members for help. I'm, I'm saying, someone, please help me. I'm trying to talk to my wife about these things. I'm open to doing counseling. I'm open to doing marriage counseling, but it's just, it's not working. And she's refusing to communicate with me. There was no substantive information that I could go on that would say, hey, this is a specific area that I need to work on and let's work on this together. It just none of that. It was silent treatment. Later, I found out that it was just a coercive tool to just basically, uh, you know, uh, cause um, the what she wanted to unfold. And what I mean by that, by that is, is that a lot of women are coached and I'm not just categorizing women this way. I know men can do this too. This is not a sexist uh, podcast. Uh, but in my particular situation, in my family, in my marriage, um, you know, my wife was being counseled by people that were giving her bad advice. They were, you know, they were basically saying that she needs to fight for what she wants her dreams to be. And that if, you know, if I'm holding her back, then she just needs to go after them. Uh, that's just a, a really quick, brief summary. And you'll see where I'm going with this in a redemptive direction here in a little bit. But I'm trying to be, uh, um, uh, uh, some provide some self-disclosure. So it kept getting darker and darker. I mean, it was literally six months, six months of your, my spouse not even talking to me, not willing to communicate with me. Um, it was all the all these kind of control moves of like, well, I'm not going to talk to you unless you talk through my counselor and, you know. But then, like, it just never really went anywhere. It it was just so, so frustrating, so, so dark. And there wasn't anything that I wasn't willing to work on or willing to communicate about. Um, and so uh, at one point, um, I was walking. Um, well, I'm, actually, I'm going to just share what happened first, and then I'll, then I'll share what the Lord, the Lord told me. Um, so I came, come home for work, and that's why I'm doing this podcast today, because this is a very significant day for me. November 2nd, 2017, four years ago, was when my wife walked out on me. She um, had her best friend and her, and they went to get a moving truck, and they rushed to the house and loaded up as much as they could, as fast as they could, and they took off with it. And they took off to what was a brand new apartment to unload that same uh, truck, uh, that same day, and she proceeded to hide my children from me, um, our children, hide them from me for days without letting me know where they were or where they were going to be or when I could talk to them or what was even going on. It was a control move, 100% control move. What's interesting is, you know, when I came home that, that day from work, my, my, my biggest fears were fulfilled in one moment. I walked in, the entire apartment, which is a two-story uh, condo, was was emptied out half almost half of the belongings were all emptied out i mean the mattress that was our mattress was gone upstairs clothes thrown on the floor items taken 
I mean, it was a really, really um, bad sight, and and um, and it just really rocked my world. Um, you know, here I am trying to do anything that I can to work on my marriage, and here's someone that's fighting against me with everything that they have. I mean, she had set up a secret bank account. She had set up, um, you know, gotten advice from people to 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 be introduced to law firms that were divorce law firms. Um, in, uh, she had had a, a P.O. box set up so the mail, uh, mail could be rerouted. I mean, just really, really, really crazy stuff. I mean, I'm, I found information talking about how, you know, she was not comfortable with me, you know, seeing her on social media. She blocked her own husband, me, from seeing her own social media posts. And um, a lot of really, really horrible things. She was getting a lot of advice from, from bad advice from a lot of people. It wasn't, and the reason I say it's bad advice is not because I knew every word that they shared. I obviously didn't, but the direction that my wife was being pointed in was not a direction that is endorsed by Scripture. You know, Scriptures don't say leave your spouse if they don't live up to your expectations, and the Scriptures also don't say leave your spouse so that you can fulfill your own dreams and desires and become who you want to become. You know, I've never, never, not once received an explicit understanding or statement from her, from my ex-wife, as to why she did all that she did. But this is what the Lord told me. It was a few months before, and the Lord told me, prepare for separation. I was walking my son, who was uh, either two or three at that time, outside of a church service. Um, just he, get, he got restless during worship, and so I took him out. I was walking by the hand, and it felt like an angel of the Lord threw a big sack uh, onto my chest that was like filled with sand or, or a heavy weight that you can imagine. Somebody just throws something at you, and it's... And uh, the words were prepare for separation. I didn't know at the time what that meant, but I knew that it was very, very heavy and it was very, very serious. I later came to understand that what the Lord was doing is he was giving me a heads up on what my wife was about to do. So when I came home four years ago, you know, to this date on November 2nd, and, uh, you know, the apartment was halfway cleaned out and there was a letter standing there that, you know, uh, I have to do this, or, you know, she's going to do this, all this different stuff um, related to finances. Uh, my world was completely rocked. I mean, I took time off of work, and I fasted, and I prayed and to, to find my kids, and I did. I actually, I drove around, and I drove around apartment complexes, and I drove uh, and in all of the ways and places that I could think of that would make sense for her to live, to move into a new place if she stayed local, and I found her, and I found my children, and... Um, that's you know, the next part of that is a different story. Later, an injunction was put a, put upon me, a false injunction filled with absolutely uh, horrible information, uh, and it was a control move, and I wasn't allowed to see or speak or even be near my children for that entire injunction. Police were in my home. One moment, I'm, I'm playing with my children in my living room. The next moment, they're knocking on my door, and they're following up the stairs, following me up the stairs, not even letting me be around my own children. I was absolutely decimated. I broke down and fell on my knees, and I had the most guttural cry I've probably ever cried. And my son was like, Daddy, what's wrong? And the police officer said, that, that, that dad, those kids loved you. And um, so it was a very, very painful experience. So I couldn't see or speak or be around my kids. I couldn't even come within 500 feet of their residence or else I could be arrested. Having never had any crime history in my entire life, having never abused anyone, and especially never abused my wife, having, having never called her names, having never done anything wrong, 
no physical abuse, no sexual abuse, no, no coercion, no nothing, nothing illegal. Yeah, this was the state that I was in. This is the position that I was in. So, you know, private investigators were following me. I have proof of this. Um, you know, they're, they're looking for something to validate the accusations that the person has put on a piece of paper. It's another conversation, but basically there are ways that people can strong arm situations where they get what they want. They get the leverage that they want. They get the outcome they want all based on false accusations. So I end up finding my children. I end up by the grace of God and his absolute mercy had the injunction dropped being found completely innocent with my wife still at the time saying in court in front of a judge, he's a good man. Yet she still did all these things. Later, a few months later, a few days after my son's, uh, before or right around my son's birthday, she filed for divorce and um, still no explanation, no understanding why, no willingness to talk about anything. Now I'm providing financial statements and I'm having to hire a lawyer and um, I'm, I'm not even seeing my kids like I did. I would tuck them in at night. I would, I would pray over them. <clears throat> I would sing for them. I would make sure they were safe and tucked in their bed every night. I'd pick them up from school. Now, all of a sudden, I wouldn't have them, but not even one night a week. One night a week, going from putting your kids to sleep every night to one night a week, all because someone chose to take evil actions and, and take make evil decisions that benefited only themselves. And I say that to say, no matter what you personally are going through right now, the Lord can sustain you. I spoke with a friend today who's going through a situation and uh, he's been unallowed to see his kids, a very, very similar situation to what I've been through. And um, falsely accused, um, lies, lies written down on paperwork. <clears throat> and he's trying to, he's learning how to fight for his children. And so I was talking with him and, and uh, we've been, you know, uh, praying together occasionally. But I want to encourage you that no matter what you're going through, God can sustain you. About five or six months prior, I'm going to take this back a little bit and then tie it back into a redemptive message here, but about five or six months before all this happened, the Lord gave me a morning where I went to go pray up in my room in that same place, that same apartment, that condo, whatever you want to call it, before she left. The Lord spoke to me literally for about an hour and a half straight. I've never had that experience before, but I was I was hearing so much and I was writing down so much that I literally like had pages and pages and pages of notes. One of the most amazing things... Um, that he spoke to me, that has stuck with me repeatedly through all of these trials and all of these things. Oh, and by the way, I have a lot of good news I'm going to share with you at the end too. One of the things that he spoke to me was, I am life. In me, you will find the hope you need. I am life. In me, you will find the hope that you need. That has stuck with me when I have so much pain. When I, in the past, when I would have so much pain, I'd be dropping my kids off in a Target parking lot to exchange them to get into her car. And I felt the weight of the pain, the weight of the injustice, having never done anything wrong to be treated as such. And my children having not ever understood or being explained to why mommy left daddy and moved into a new apartment and switched schools and put them in daycare without any of my knowledge or my consent or understanding or even, even an opportunity to even discuss the matter beforehand. All of that control was taken for reasons that you know, I'm not going to explain now, but God knows. He knows that he himself is the very essence. He is the very fiber. He is the tree of life. 
himself. He, he is the source of all of the good things that we need to go through trials and all of the things that other people unjustly put us through. You know, Joseph was uh, mistreated. He was thrown in, in the bottom of a well and his brothers sold him off into slavery. But God caused a redemptive purpose to come out of the evil actions of others. You know, there's a lot of things that a lot of you have gone through that are way worse than what I've gone through. But as far as my pain is concerned, I regained access to my kids. God helped me through that. I have shared custody, meaning that I have them 50% of the time. The Lord is very gracious to provide financial support and to provide a lawyer that I needed to vindicate me in court, to get the injunction dropped and to represent me in court and to present my case before the judge and the judge out of the two plans that were chosen. My ex-wife's plan and her lawyer and my plan and my lawyer, the judge chose my plan. And I'm not saying that to boast. I'm saying that the Lord can fight for you when you have nothing. You have no energy of yourself and all you do have is a plea and a cry in your heart for what is good. You want to see your children. You want to have uh, your name vindicated. You want to move forward in the will of God. I mean, I was fasting and praying. I was taking time off of work because I was scared that I would not see my children. I didn't know if she was going to take them and take them out of state. But the Lord worked circumstances. The Lord is so good. You know, I wanted to just pause here. I feel like I'm supposed to say this. You know, the Lord can give you words of knowledge, which he's done for me thousands and thousands of times. He can tell you things that you would have no understanding in the natural, any other way. But the Lord speaks and he, he whispers something to you. You know it's of his spirit. You know there's no way that you could know such information unless it's his spirit. And it's only by the grace of God that we have anything good in this life. So I want to encourage you. If you're in the depths and you're believing for something that looks impossible, hold more on to God than you hold on to your hopes for those things to change. Do not become a slave to dreams that could be shattered. Don't do that. Turn to him. Turn to the Lord and put your hope in him. So now I can say that I'm happily remarried. I have a second son with my new wife. And um, that's another amazing story for another time. Her name is Christy. We originally met 20 years ago at Christ for the Nations. And uh, we were almost engaged at the time, but it didn't work out. And it basically just fell apart. We ended up reconnecting after the Lord had given her some dreams. After my wife had filed for divorce... The Lord had given her some dreams, not knowing what was going on with my life at all. She had zero knowledge, and the Lord gave her some dreams. And then she looked me up, and she started getting information that confirmed what was in her dreams. So we started uh, connecting, and uh, the Lord is gracious to let us get married. We have a, an amazing son, Elias. His, uh, and um, so now I have time with my children, at least half the time. I see them, I hug them, and I have another child. And the Lord granted me grace to get remarried to Christy. And um, now we have a a future together that we thought was never going to happen because it all fell apart. So I want to encourage you, dig down deep. Dig a hole in the ground to to ensure that you're grounded in the Lord. Make sure that you have time with Him daily on a regular basis so that when the winds and the waves come against you, when people betray you, when people do evil things to you, when people do evil things to your children. When, you know, my wife ripped, the, ripped out the family structure that God had ordained. She decimated something that God had ordained as good and holy. 
but God can even redeem what happens in your children's life. And that's what I'm starting to see. God's working miracles to do things. He's, he's giving me inspiration to be able to know what to say to my children and to talk to them about Jesus and about the miraculous and about how the supernatural will of the Father is available for them. And we have a lot of stories about what God's been doing in their life. But I just want to encourage you, don't give up. Don't give in to the lies of Satan that you're just defeated and that God doesn't intervene. Don't believe the lies or the whispers that say that God does not hear prayer. It is a lie. God hears every single prayer. He knows every single tear. And here's one other thing that he spoke to me during that day that he spoke about an hour and a half. Um, He said, this is the oath that I have committed to you my whole self. Little did I know that the person that I had been committed to for 10 years and stayed faithful to for 10 years would ever betray me. I would have never believed it. I don't think that she would have believed it either when she first got married. But people get, uh, people get um, enamored by things. They, they become driven and they become obsessed with self and they become obsessed with the dreams that they think will fulfill them. And they're willing to give it all up, even their children's future. So this message is in part for my two children, um, uh, Ocean and Aletheia, if you ever hear this. Know that God's grace is sufficient. He can redeem anything that you hand him, and he can do wonderful and amazing things. So I just want to say a prayer here and offer up some encouragement and hope to you. Father, I just pray that you bless everyone that hears this message. I pray that they would know um, that you are for them Lord, and that you will do much with the little that you bring, that they bring to you. Lord, just like the person that had the the loaves and the fishes, it wasn't much, but it ended up with your blessing and your miraculous power feeding the multitude. So, Father, we thank you, God, that you can do anything that you want, Lord. I pray that you work out a posture of, of love and forgiveness and redemption, Lord, and those believing for miraculous things when they've been treated unjustly. And Father, I pray that you do the supernatural, amazing um, work in uh, your people, God, that are going through divorce or that are going through loss of children, that are going through the death of a child or maybe an unfaithful spouse. I just pray, Lord, that you work miraculously in them. Give them the encouragement and the hope. And I pray that they would see that you're sufficient, that you are the very life that they need. If you need to reach out uh, to someone and to speak to someone about your situation, you just want someone to pray with you, feel free to email me at fathomwithnathan at gmail.com. That's fathom, F-A-T-H-O-M, with W-I-T-H, Nathan, N-A-T-H-A-N, at gmail.com. Or you can email me at actualessence at icloud.com. I'd be happy to hear your story and maybe pray with you. Be encouraged. God is for you. I know some of you, I just feel that there's some of you uh, that are women out there that have been betrayed by men before, and you don't know who to trust. The Lord can redeem your situation. He can give you a sense of security and safety in his arms that no one else can. For those of you that are men that are listening that have been betrayed, the Lord is faithful. He is more faithful than a wife can ever be because he's perfect. He cannot fail. And so keep your eyes on the Lord. Don't let imperfections drive you to, to um, hardness of heart, but remain sensitive in the Lord and cultivate that relationship with Him. So I just want to leave you with that. Um, also, 
Um, you can get on um, themeditationcenters.com. Themeditationcenters.com. It's a new project I'm working on. And uh, check out what we have going on there. Thank you so much for your time. Again, this is episode 21, Fathom with Nathan. I really hope that this could be an encouragement to you or to someone that you know. Feel free to pass it on and to him be the glory. That's it.